Shir 14, Psachim Nun Tessa Baralef, Tonurabanan, Ein Lechadavar Shekaidim Otamich El Shacher Electoris Bolvad. And the last thing is Tamich El Bein Arbaim, Oleo Hashleim Kolakarbanis. You close the day with the Tamich El Bein Arbaim. So here's an interesting Shaila. What happens if you go Yom Kippur to a Shul? Maybe, uh, I don't know, Chesidish Shul, where they mamish the davening and the davening, and the singing and the shachris, and then they, they sell the alias, and then maybe they have a break. And when you start Musaf, it's already after seven and a half hours of the day, it's one o'clock. So now, what's the problem? You want to start Musaf, but it's already the time, after six and a half hours, where you could daven mincha. So do you say daven mincha first, because Tadir Kaidim, so you should daven mincha before Musaf, or do you say no? Because since there's a din of Aleh Hashlem, that the Talmud is supposed to be at the end of the day, so therefore you shouldn't daven Musaf before Mincha, which is negative Talmud Shalbein Arbaim, because you're supposed to close out the day with the Talmud Shalbein Arbaim. The Shulchan Aruch in Hulchish Shabbos, Simon Reish Pevav Sivdal, actually discusses this type of case. That what how you lefun of state tefilas? Echa shol mincha vecha shol musaf. You davened late. Kigoyin sheicha melispalot tefilas musaf advav shoyis umachts until when you could daven mincha six and a half. She was man tefilas mincha. The Shulchan Aruch says tzarech lispal shol mincha tchila vachar kach shol musaf. Why? Because tadir v'sheina tadir tadir kaidim. And what does he says? V'yeshmi shehoi roshein oisin kein b'tzibur lahagdim tefilas mincha l'tefilas musaf k'day shalayetu. So we have here two opinions, and and yeshmi shehoi in the shulchan aruch the poskim say that's what we do. We don't daven mincha before musaf. So the question is, what is the machloikis here? On one hand, you have tader v'sheine tader. On the other hand, in the Beis Hamikdash, the Tamid was always the last thing because of Allah Hashlem. So what do you mean tader kaidim? Even though it was tader, it always came after the musaf. So what exactly is the debate? So if you look in the Rishonim, the Rishonim says something very interesting. The debate is when we compare our tefillas to the Karbanis, we say tefillas neged tamid tiknam. Is it really exact? Or is it basically, it's more of a metaphor. It's neged the avais, it's neged the karbanais. But when it comes to a halachic shayla of tadir v'sha'enei tadir, tadir kaidim. Or do you say, no, it really is keneged the way it was in the Beis HaMikdash. And since in the Beis HaMikdash, the Musaf always came before the Tamit Shobayin Abayim Kosoleh Hashleim, that's why the Musaf comes first. So it would seem that there's a, a halachic dikid discussion. Is it an exact comparison or is it a metaphor? There's a famous chinuch in this week's parsha because this week has more mitzvahs than any of the parshas that precede it. And he says a very famous line. He asks, why did the Torah give so many mitzvahs to Klal Yisrael? He says, because ha'adam nifal lefipulaisev. Very the opposite of what we would think. We would think that a person's behavior is generated by his emotions. You bring somebody up and his, his you know, your emotions cause you or your, or your opinions cause you to act. And he says the exact opposite, which was amazing. When he, he wrote this a thousand years ago, it was amazing. He says, your actions will inspire your emotions. So he says, if we're busy doing maise mitzvahs, if you're trained in kindness, half the mitzvahs in the Torah, that will turn you into a better person. And it's interestingly, one of the most famous TED Talks ever is how your body language, if you put your shoulders back and you stand straight, you get confidence. And that is literally what the Chinuch wrote a thousand years before earlier, Adam Shem Ted is a riot to this. Maybe the guy who did the speech learned the uh, the chinuch. And I'll share with you a, a story that is a I think it's a beautiful story. It's the story about the Chikachikha Ravareva, which you may have never heard of. 
But they say this is a seditious story. I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, but it's a powerful story. There were a bunch of wandering beggars. And in those days, it wasn't like today where obesity is the problem, right? The problem was hunger. People, you know, would die of starvation. My grandfather said he left Yerushalayim, came to America to become Rav. He says there was hunger there. Rav Cook, first wife, died of malnutrition, of starvation. I mean, it was real, right? The Mishnah Brewer writes, if a person doesn't have two ounces of grape juice, could it be yaitza? Should he put in water? I mean, who's, who's that problem? Today, you see kids, you know, glugging down the... So these poor itinerant beggars, and they would go to town to town, and they would be treated like beggars. And one of them had an idea. He said, listen, why don't we, the next town we go to, let's make one of us a Rebbe. We'll choose one of us, and we'll, everybody will run in front of him. We'll name him the Chichava Chichava Rebbe. Oh, the Chichava Chichava Rebbe is here. We're, we're Mechabed, the Tzadikim. They'll bring out a big table. They'll bring out their best turkey, their chicken, and we'll eat like kings. They rolled into the next village. They went ahead. The Chichava Chichava Rebbe is here. Chichava Chichava Rebbe is here. People said, but you never heard of him, Mamish. And they brought out a table and they, these beggars, they sang a few nagunim. They never ate so well in their life. And they left. They moved to the next town. They came running. The Chichava Chichava Rebbe is here. Guy came and he spread out a feast. And after the feast, he comes over to the one they had appointed Rebbe. And he said, listen, I, my granddaughter is dying. She's in the next room. Here's her mother. And the mother comes crying, please, Rebbe, daven for her. A two-year-old little child in bed with 104 fever, you know, no doctors, no aspirin. And this beggar who had, was posing as the Rebbe with the, you know, the Shtraimel, he froze. He didn't know what to do. There's a hundred people looking at him. The tzaddik is here. The child's dying. So he got up. He went into the room, looked at the child, and he said, leave the room. Everybody leave the room. They left the room, closed the door. An owl lady came out. His clothing was wet with tears. And he looked at the balabais and he said, your child is going to get better. And he went in and the child's fever was subsiding, the child's daughter. And on the way out, the beggars were looking at him and they, they, they just, they, they didn't know what to say. And they looked at him, the, the, the beggar who they had chosen, he said, what, what happened? He said, I went there and I realized the mother and I started crying. I said, Rabbi Shalalam, please, you have to help me here. And I davened and I davened and the child got better. He acted like the tzaddik, and he became the tzaddik. And according to Chesidish legend, he became a big rebbe, this fellow. He became a big tzaddik, Taka. But what does that mean? Adam If you get up in the morning and, you know, you put on a, a tartan shirt and a pair of boots and maybe one of those pliers you stick onto your thing, you know, the toolkits and the this and the that. That's one way to behave. And you get up in the morning and you pick up your gemara and your notes and your chidushim and your davin and you... Maybe it's a different effect. Adam nifal lefipu